Hey, good morning. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. Glad to be with you online again uh, for our morning reflections. It's always good to be with you. I uh, missed y'all last week, as I said uh, yesterday. Um, missed uh, being with y'all as I was at camp meeting, but uh, back, at, back to normal this week. So it's good to be back uh, with you each morning studying God's Word and reflecting upon what God wants to say to us today. Uh, today in our suggested reading, uh, it's from Luke's Gospel. It's uh, Luke, Luke chapter 8. Um, and uh, this is what, uh, it's a very interesting passage. It's Luke 8, read 40 through 56, where it tells us this. It says, now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him. And this is uh, about 16 chapters, a little bit here, but I want, you, I want to read the whole thing to you just so you get a picture of what's happening here. It says this, this is Luke, Luke, Luke 8, uh, 40 through 56. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him. They were all waiting for him. Just, there, just then there came a man named Jairus, leader of the synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had, a, he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, who was dying. Now, he, as he went, the crowds pressed on him. Now, there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years, and though she had spent all that she had on physicians, still no one could cure her. She came up to, behind him and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhaging stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounds you and press on you in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I've noticed that the power had gone out from me. When a woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling, falling down before him. She declared in his presence that all the, uh, in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had immediately been healed. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And while she was still speaking, something someone came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why well, trouble the teacher any longer? When Jesus heard this, he replied, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be saved. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except for Peter, James, and John, and the child's father and mother. Then they were all weeping and wailing for her, but he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead, but only sleeping. They all laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up, and her spirit returned. Then she got up at once, and he directed them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astounded. But he ordered her to tell no one what had happened. This is um, a common thing we see in some of the Gospels where you'll see um, a story in the middle of a story. So the story starts off with Jairus and his daughter. Uh, Jairus is the leader of the synagogue and his daughter is dying and ill. So he sends for Jesus to come heal and Jesus goes to heal his daughter. Well, on the way to healing his daughter, uh, he is touched by this woman who's been bleeding for many years, and she is healed. And then we return back to Jairus and see his daughter healed. And now there's a lot of interesting things in this passage. Um, I'm always struck by the fact that the woman who touched Jesus in verses uh, 42 through um, 48, that middle story, um, you know, she was bleeding, uh, and that would have made her unclean. And so typically... Typically, when someone unclean touches another person, the uncleanliness transfers to the other person. So when you're unclean and you touch someone, you make that person unclean when you touch them. That's the way it typically works. But notice what happens here. This unclean woman touches Jesus. Instead of her uncleanliness transferring to Jesus, his holiness transfers to her. So we see that his holiness overwhelms her uncleanliness. The holiness and grace of Jesus is greater than all things. Uh, his holiness overwhelms her uncleanliness and that he restores her through his holiness, through his purity, through his grace, through his power. Um, but as I read this passage, I, I, the, the, the thing I, I took away from both 
from both of these was the desperate nature of each of these individuals. Jairus was desperate. His daughter was dying. Uh, he falls at her feet, at Jesus' feet, and uh, begs for help for his daughter. And this woman, who had been bleeding for years, she was desperate for help. She was desperate for someone to help her. And so she takes this tremendous risk and goes to Jesus and touches the hem of his garment. And in that moment, she's healed. So both of these individuals are in desperate need of help. They're in desperate need of grace, desperate need of Jesus' power and Jesus' might. And out of their desperate nature, they reach out to him. And out of that, they receive grace and are healed. They were desperate. And Jesus saves, Jesus restores them. Jesus restores the woman who had been, who had been bleeding for years. And he makes her, he, he, he heals her illness and makes her no longer unclean. And death can't be contained. De death, death cannot contain Jesus. But his grace overwhelms even death. And this one, Jairus' daughter, who is dying, dead even, he restores her. Jairus and this woman were both desperate. Both at their wit's end. And in their desperate nature, in their desperate need, they turn to Jesus in that moment. And what do they find when they turn to Jesus in that moment? They find healing. They find strength. They find hope. In that desperate moment, they turn to Jesus and they find in Jesus what it is they needed. They find in Jesus what it is they hoped for. They find in Jesus what they were needing. Um, and I think there's something powerful about that. Uh, to, we turn to Jesus. When we, need, we, when we turn to him most, we find there in him what we need. Um, we find the life, the healing, the power, the strength, the grace that we're looking for. Um, and you wonder... Both of these. The woman had to go to many doctors. Said so she tried a lot before she turned to Jesus. And and Jairus, we don't know. The scripture doesn't say um, what it is. It doesn't, the scripture doesn't say uh, how many other things he turned to. But he was a leader of the synagogue. So he might have gone first to the Pharisees. Or he might have gone to the religious leaders. Or he might have gone to someone else first. So we don't know exactly what all he turned to before he turned to Jesus. But both of these. Both of these. They were in need. They were desperate for help. And they turned to Jesus. And I think that's a great reminder for us that when we are in desperate need, when we are at our wit's end, when we feel like we have no other option, no other hope, no more anything, in that moment we can turn to Jesus. And in that moment we can find the healing that we need. So today... On this Tuesday morning, what is it that you need? What is it that you need? Do you need peace? Do you need hope? Do you need healing? Do you need, do you need restoration? Do you need forgiveness? What is it that you need? Have you turned to other places first? Have you turned to all these places, all these different places to try to find what it is that you need? And have you found them lacking? Have you found them lacking? Have you turned to Jesus? Have you turned to Jesus seeking his life, his power, his hope, his restoration, his all in all? Jesus alone satisfies. Jesus alone heals. 
Jesus alone brings the life that we need. Have you turned to Jesus? So today, no matter what you face, know that when you turn to Jesus in, our, in your need, no matter what you're dealing with, when you turn to Jesus in your need, no matter what you're struggling with, when you turn to Jesus in your need, you're going to find in him the life you need. You're going to find the hope you need. You're going to find the power you need. You're going to find his strength there waiting on you today. So today, um, no matter how desperate it may seem, no matter how bad it may seem, no matter how hopeless it may seem, turn to Jesus. And just like these folks in Scripture, when they turned to Jesus in the point of their need, they found in Jesus exactly what it is that they needed. So today, no matter what's going on in your life, turn first to Jesus. And when we turn first to Jesus, we will find in him what we need. Love you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'd love to worship with you at St. Matthew's this weekend. If you're around, you can learn more on our website, stm-umc.org. And I make plans to join us tomorrow night for our Bible study. We'd love to love to, uh, love to, to uh, study God's Word with you tomorrow night as we continue our study, Eight Life Enriching Practices of United Methodists. So hope you have a great day today, uh, and we will see you bright and early tomorrow for our, another online video devotional. Love you guys. Have a great day.